All right. It's Hello. Been long enough that I don't remember <laughs> the number. <laughs> you can look okay. it up. Yeah. While I die really quick. Hold on. Episode 123 of the Lifecast. Uh, I'm joined by only one person today, and that's Deanna Massian. Hello. This is our first uh, 1v1 podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited. curious as to why. Yeah, it's, it's, it, <laughs> it feels different for sure. I, although I am curious about my uh, my word use there, why I equate a conversation to a battle. It's I a verbal says, battle. Says a, lot a, about <laughs> a battle of wits, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 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 I am currently losing as I cannot speak. So it's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been been a, about a month. A month. Um, especially after this publishes, will probably be directly a month. So a lot can happen in a month. Take us through what you've been up to. I. Got my Sound Voltex controller. It's great. It's it's great. <laughs> I um I did a stream where I played Sound Voltex, I think for like an hour, and then I finished off with like forty five minutes of Stardew Valley on Monday, which was three days ago at this point. And it was a lot of fun and I'm gonna make it a weekly thing. Ooh. Um I've also been playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> I'm crazy. And I got the greenhouse in one year. Like three seasons essentially. Spring, I, I don't summer. Know the fall. Context. Okay. So in Stardew Valley, you have um like this run like you go to this town and they have a rundown community center that's kind of been like pushed into a rundown state by the like big supermarket conglomerate that's like you know setting up shop there and you can Mall either Mart. yeah it's called jojo mart <laughs> um and you can either i know um you can either get like your perks via jojo mart by just like buying stuff or you can like do favors for people and like put fish in the fish tank like go into the mines and like collect resources essentially like crops foraging all that good stuff um and put them in the community center so you can like donate what you can make and find in the town and you know its auxiliaries um into this center and once you finish um i don't think jojo mart like goes out of business but the local like farmer's market person pierre uh does fight the jojo mart dude <laughs> and wins like like fist fight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like honor duel in the streets. Oh yeah, Fuck for yeah. sure in the community center on home turf. <laughs> um, so there, there are like, different can, seasons for like. I, the I can crops. see a very different version of this where you're, you know, you're adding things to community centers, but things that could potentially be turned into weapons. You know, the right. Hands. Oh my god, yeah, for sure. I had to put a lot of like a lot of stone. <laughs> in there <laughs> i had to put some oil um a lot of fish the fishing bundle 
I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was because on the on the desktop version, I suck at fishing. It doesn't get easier for me. I don't like it. And on the mobile version, because I've been playing it at work, I um I got good at fishing. So I leveled up fishing. I I had to do that bundle like over two years, just because I didn't plan on doing the whole community center in one year. I just planned on getting the greenhouse so I can grow crops in the winter. Um, but like there are some seasonal aspects to what you can get and what you can't at certain times in the game. Um, and so by doing the community center in one year, you have to essentially like time everything down to the T and a lot of stuff is luck based, which was not my favorite. But there's also yeah. like a high like money cost to getting a lot of the stuff. Which was fine. I probably could have used my time a little bit better. But we did it. We got there in two years. And now I'm romancing Sebastian. Because I won't romance anyone else in that game. Except for my emo <laughs> motorcycle boy. And that's it. <laughs> I, so two I, out of two. I put it up to a Twitter poll. And everyone said Elliot. And then I got mad. And I was like, no. I can't. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. So so, can you, like, divorce people? Yeah. You can so divorce people, it, and you can also disappear your kids if you don't want them anymore. Huh. <laughs> At the shrine of selfishness. I don't know how I feel about that one. The shrine of selfishness? <laughs> yes. Is is that, like, a place of the game? Or? Yeah. It's in the oh. witch's hut. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so, basically... <laughs> Wait, theoretically, could I RP, like, a witch's assistant, get married to everyone in town, and sacrifice all the kids? Yeah, you could. Cool. All right. Is I'm that how you're... Start nice. Oh, my... I can't wait. <laughs> um, I also got really excited about doing, like, becoming a farmer in real life. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so I have this plan to get, like, a greenhouse... Not like one of those ones with the, the like clear tarp over it. No, 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 no. I'm going to build a foundation, fill that shit with gravel over some weed barrier so not, nothing sprouts up. Put some shelves in there. It's going to be one of those ones with like the corrugated clear sides, a whole vent. This thing's not going to blow away. It's going to be able to take a load of snow. Um, and I'm going to keep a compost pile in it so I actually can grow stuff in the winter. It's going to be great. Oh, shit. Um, I, I I gotta say that the second I heard weed barrier, I just started picturing various ways for marijuana to protect you. Oh, I'm probably gonna grow that, that too. I think I, I think in our household, I have to look up the laws in Massachusetts, but we can grow up to 18 plants. Like it's something wild. Yeah, it's like six plants per adult in your household. I think Tiff is literally asking you <laughs> to try to figure out where to get some weed. So. All right. I, I mean, like I could probably just learning. buy some like <laughs> seeds. They, yeah, yeah. That's intense, though. They need like grow lights. They need like moisture and humidity, like climate control. It's absolutely bonkers what people go through to grow marijuana. Yeah, I sound we like a forty-year-old mother. <laughs> we, we we should respect these hardworking men and women. We absolutely should, because that like growing stuff is a talent. <laughs> Like, I still don't have a talent. I'm probably going to kill all my plants in my greenhouse because it's a small greenhouse, and that's a challenge for, like, experienced gardeners. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to get it right on the first try, but I'm I'm okay with that. I'm going to yeah. learn. 
sacrifices will be made. But I also want to get chickens. <gasps> but we have a lot of coyotes in 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 my area, so probably not. We'll see. Because <laughs> we had a, a rabbit once that we only kept outside, and coyotes definitely ate it when I was like six. <laughs> Wait, a rabbit that was only kept outside? Yeah, we had an outdoor rabbit cage. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. I I don't know many people that have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only one. <laughs> Is that like an Armenian thing? Or? No, it's just, I feel like it's just a my dad thing. Okay. <laughs> he was, like, this rabbit's too vicious. We got to keep him outside. He just didn't like animals in the house. It was It was a stretch even getting Eugene in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of that was like he's just gonna sit there in the cage. He doesn't he doesn't oh, like people, yeah. so it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. And then he like he was like, Oh, you guys aren't taking care of it and I was like, Hey Are you saying that to me? <laughs> I spoil it. <laughs> I spoil him. <laughs> That's my son, my child. Um anyway. It's about to get sacrifice of a witch. No, I wouldn't give Eugene up because he's not a human person. <laughs> yeah, I hate people. I hate people, places, and things. <laughs> Most times. Places and things, though, I get uh, on the fence. People most of the time, though. Not. A yeah, it's actually crazy how everyone feels that way oh yeah it's, it's just like true that like everybody is just like people eh. but animals though. yeah like it's the th human this, experience this was never shown more clearly to me than uh what was it called i am human the that's not what it's called the will smith apocalypse one where he like i am robot i robot i no i guess there's been multiple apocalypse ones no i robot one is the roombas yeah, that's the robot. This one is like there's like smart zombies. This one where he grabs the grenade and like jumps into the wall. Is this the one and where it's that's like... the one the dog dies? Oh my god! Spoilers. Yeah, let's well, it's yeah, but the, <laughs> um the, f that one for me showed how clear this. this tons of people die in the movie. Actually, I mean, I mean, it's the same thing with and, John like, no Wick. Tons of people uh, die in the movie, but it's all because they like killed his dog or something yeah that's actually right? oh, i fucking love that movie yeah, yeah i've never seen it <laughs> i just know what happens it, it is it is the john wick one was the the funniest action film with like no jokes so there, sorry there's only one joke and it's played throughout the entire movie and it's that this guy is pissed about his dog and i then, would be too it's not an overreaction <laughs> And it's the the movie plays itself completely straight, but the like the premise itself is just like so funny. Yeah, that, like that like in the in the really well executed action scenes, it's just like there's just this like undercurrent of just funniness to the whole thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I should watch it. Yeah, I recommend it. The first the first one's okay. The second one's much better, in my opinion, but. The third I'm, one. I'm I'm really looking forward to the third one. One of the things I oh, really like about it. Oh, it's not out yet. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I really like about John Wick is that there's a good amount of like world building too. Uh -huh. There's these there's these just like little seeds that show like the world is much bigger and there's like a lot more going on. 
in this like dumb action movie. So it's definitely something I appreciate. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll definitely get to it. Cause like I have been in the mood for some good action movies. I've actually been thinking about about watching the Fast and the Furious series. A hundred percent because See You Again keeps coming on the radio at work, and I'm just like, huh, that's a nice song. Maybe I should figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- that was a franchise I thought everybody hated until I don't yeah. know, like two years ago, and it turns out they actually loved it like oh, the yeah. entire time. I I literally did not know that people genuinely liked the Fast and Furious franchise until Giant Bomb did a a film in 40s on, like, the entire series. (laughs) And I was like, what? And they were, like, debating the lore on All Systems Goku, and I was like, what the the hell? People like these? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like like it was almost like a guilty secret, and, like, everybody was like, yeah, Fast and Furious, you know, just cars, fucking cars have 36 gear shifts, like, but secretly, everybody was like, you know what? This is my shit. I fucking love those movies. Yeah. And then after everybody grew up and stopped being, you know, afraid to be themselves, they were just kind of like, you know what? I'm coming out. I love Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of the the straight closet. Yeah, I love Fast and Furious. The trunk? <laughs> I've, I've climbed out of the truck bed. And I can say that I like Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see so, so yeah um for me there was between last podcast and now there's a very monumental game release yes. that has occupied a huge portion of my time and that is Sh- Sekiro Shadows Die Twice um this is the most recent release by From Software they're the guys who make Dark Souls if you don't know and if you don't know what that is it's a Hard RPG. Lots of respect. Yada yada. That's so a good two word summary. <laughs> Hard yeah. RPG. Yeah. Yeah. I never really. Hmm. Anywho. Um, so Sekiro is a huge departure from the series. Significantly more action game. Significantly less RPG. Um significantly more japanese uh, it's very yeah you know f- japanese fantasy very little dark fantasy um which is something i've come to expect from you know souls kind of like very morbid very dark this one's just kind of very traditional like you know samurai uh, ninjas lots of honor there are definitely some depressing aspects to the story but the the world the the setting and the tone is a lot more light i would say um but yeah as for the game itself real fucking good um i know that there's like there's a like a divide in the souls community some people really love it some people aren't too keen on it um from what I understand, I haven't dug too deeply into this, into the dissenters, but from what I could tell, it was people missing the variety that the Souls game offered. Because effectively, with each weapon in the Souls game, you got a new playstyle. 
it's not so extreme to say that but like it's kind of true like with each weapon type at least you would have to you would have to play the game differently you'd have to manage your spacing and your timing on attacks differently and so you could find a weapon that suited your play style whether that's like using a shield not using a shield using magic you know all those sorts of things and so you can kind of find what fit you the best and there's some people who kind of feel they kind of feel a little alienated by this because the game kind of focuses you on this one playstyle, which is very parry heavy and very kind of like you kind of have to be in the thick of it. You can't you can't really like lame it out. You can't really strategize. You just kind of have to like <laughs> fight. You just kind of have to get fucked up. Um, and so there's some people who, you know, they're just like, you know, I kind of liked my, you know, blocking and, you know, shooting arrows from afar. And being able to tackle situations and, and you know, being able to, like, use creative solutions to, like, solve problems and stuff. Mm. And so they feel a little de dejected by it. But as for me, as the local idiot, I fucking love this game. <laughs> it is so much fun to to do well in this game. Um, with the, the, the grapple hook mechanic and the whole aspect. Actually, let me just take a step back. So, number one, the thing that feels really good about this game, the grappling hook. So, effectively, there's just a bunch of, as you're walking around, you'll see a bunch of green symbols everywhere. That means you can grappling hook. You hit the grapple hook button, you fly through the air. And very similar to Spider-Man, you can grapple hook while you're grapple hooking. So, you can chain, you can chain grapple hook and just like fly across the stage. I imagine speedruns of this game look very pretty. And, and fun to watch um, because of that. But it just feels really good to do. Um, secondly, um, the stealth is not good by any means. Like if you were to compare it to, if you were to compare it to um, like, a, like a legit stealth game, you would say this AI is terrible and you can get away with a lot, which is true. But what ends up happening is that once you learn how shitty they are you get to cheese enemies in a very quick and satisfying way and you're able to like blaze through areas like stealth killing and you know ducking in and out of cover and doing you know, grapple hooking around and th these sort of two things together make it so that like you could like clear out an area and like not be seen and in and in most stealth games that's like uh like honestly kind of a painful process and I love stealth games, but like generally if you were to clear an area without getting seen, you'd have to show a significant amount of mastery and patience. But with how terrible the AI is and how blind they all are, you can just kind of do it super quick. And even though it was dumb and easy, it felt really good. <laughs> um, and then there's the actual combat. So you effectively are forced into 1v1 duels against skilled samurai. And the the game sort of focus like heavily focuses you on one playstyle, and that's parrying, blades clashing. That's like the the mantra of the game. And so how it, how it works is your your enemy effectively has two health bars. They have their actual health and they have their posture. The more you hit and parry their attacks, the more their posture goes down. 
and the more you actually hit them, their health goes down. And the dynamic here is that the lower health they have, the faster their posture goes down. So you have to try to balance, um, depending on the enemy, if they have more openings, you would generally want to whittle their health down. And if they like attack a lot, then you could focus on pairing all their attacks to lower their posture. So there's always this this back and forth um, because if if you say where to get hit, that would give them opportunity to, to get their posture back. Um, and so what ends up happening is every fight you have to analyze. Well, first you die, but then you have to analyze how exactly you need to approach this specific boss fight, managing this vitality posture mechanic. And it's really satisfying. Um, it's, it's crazy just how much they, even, even though you're effectively doing the same thing for every boss fight, it's crazy how they manage to take such simple systems and, and really have a lot of variety with it and, and how you need to tackle these situations. But, but it also does allow for some freedom of expression in terms of that if you just play the boss fight perfectly you wouldn't have to whittle down their health you could just keep parrying stuff and then get the quick uh get the quick like death blow which is how you kill the boss um or you could play it slower whittle their health down and then attack the posture at the end um so that's very good i really enjoy my way going through this game it's definitely I don't know. Hmm. It's probably the prettiest from software game. I would say the the visual style is significantly less um, striking as Bloodborne, mm. but there are some environments that are like just beautiful, and which is something I'm still getting used to with from software games because they used to look like fucking ugly as sin. <laughs> um, so that's nice. But overall, I'm super enjoying the game. I actually still need to finish it because, once again, there's multiple endings, so that's a little bit obnoxious. But I'm learning to take my time with games, and I'm really enjoying it. That's definitely something um, that is super useful to think about because I feel like with, I think it was like 2017, like we were all went hard trying to play as many games as possible. And what ended up happening is, at least for me, I ended up skipping, not not necessarily skipping, but just kind of rushing through a bunch of games. Mm. And I honestly don't think that's how games are meant to be played. Like, you really should play at your own pace. And I feel like 100% of the time you're going to enjoy the game more. If, if that's the case. Like, I rushed through Breath of the Wild. There's, like, so much shit people reference that I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and it's just like... Yeah. How did I do that to myself? But, um... So, yeah. Segwaying off of Sekiro. Sekiro's also had a bit of controversy uh, related to it. Not... So, sort of almost adjacent to it. But still somewhat related. And it is the idea of should Sekiro get an easy mode this uh began because of the four those someone on Forbes wrote uh they wrote an article about it and they pretty much said this game needs to respect its players and add an easy mode 
and you know the you know how it is journalism 2019 you have to write inflammatory titles and so people got a little annoyed by the word choice and it started the whole debate of of easy versus hard and video games and accessibility and i kind of want to talk about it but first i'd like to say that this is not a simple one line issue that is easily solvable like many things in life nuance is the key um i i've seen takes on like both sides that are just like fuck y'all y'all are dumb and it's very dumb that's 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 actually the 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 dumb take here so i kind of just want to first start by asking what do you think diana what do you think uh about the whole easy mode controversy i think i don't think the solution is an easy mode and i don't know if that's something like everyone was like of course i want an easy mode but and that would be nice but I think something that really put it in perspective for me was a an article. I forget where where it was. It might have been Kotaku that they talked to the Splatoon two developers um, about like the Octoling expansion, and the the game designers were saying that sometimes you have to stop complaining about how hard the game is. And you have to experience it as the developer intended. Because the, the developer wants you to go on a journey and see things from a certain point of view. And that's, you know, it's supposed to be experienced as art. And I think reading that, like, kind of made me think a little bit more about it. So I don't, I don't think it needs an easy mode. But I was also reading a Twitter thread from the creator of VVVVV. Mm -hmm. Um... And he was talking about how he made VVVVV um, and he put accessibility options in. And every time someone tweets at him and says, thank you for putting accessibility options in, it helped me beat the game, whatever, whatever. It doesn't take away from his sense of like, I'm so glad you played my game. Like it literally does nothing is, is something he said. And he was talking about how his next game, I forget what it was called. Um, he didn't have those accessibility options in there. Like, it was, like, 50% combat speed. Um, like, you could, like, float through levels and stuff. Like, no collisions with enemies. Stuff like that. And he got a lot of feedback from that game from people saying, like, oh, it helped me, like, deal with how anxious I was. It became, like, a really peaceful experience for me. And he was like, I wish I had put those accessibility features in there. Because he was thinking about how many people that he had, like, essentially, like, he had been gatekeeping people who didn't want to play a difficult game. And, I don't know. I think, I don't think, like, the debate has to be, like, it's only hard or only easy. Mm -hmm. I, I really think, like, if people need accessibility options, if people just want to, like, get through a game and get there for the story, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, yeah. it really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great job. You, uh, <laughs> you really uh, was very well-rounded there. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but, like... But something... One... Oh, sorry. I wanted to, like, no, round uh... it out with, like, a better, like... 
you can, like, you should have the options to play your game how you want to. You know, like, if you go to an art museum, like, I guess jumping off the art point, if you go to an art museum and someone wants you to, like, stand in front of a painting, but you can't stand for very long, like, they have benches. Or if you can't <laughs> read the plaque, they have things that you can listen to. You know? It doesn't take away from your enjoyment of the art and you still get to experience it. And it doesn't matter. No one cares that you're using a assisting device. You know, no one cares that you're sitting in an art gallery. Yeah. It, like, I feel like if it's my game, people shouldn't care that I'm on an easy mode. Like, did I beat the game? Did you beat the game? Can we talk about it? Sure. Yeah. End of story. It's, a, it's, it's the, this whole thing, this whole conversation was very weird to me because there was this there was this weirdness where everybody was equating an easy mode to accessibility, like necessarily. Now, yeah. obviously an easy mode can be a simple, easy way to make a game more assess accessible, but they don't exist on the same line. So, so I was, uh, so I recently happened to follow this, um, this, uh, disabled gamer. It was just like weirdly, probably like a week before the whole Sekiro, um, the whole Sekiro thing came down, so I was able to get his views on it. And he's he's recently started like trending a little bit for like actually playing through Sekiro and you know doing all that sort of stuff. And it was it was it's very interesting to have his perspective on it. And he was sort of he he sort of shared my sentiment where he wasn't sure why people were discussing accessibility and difficulty. Um, and one of the big things he pointed to was um. Nintendo, he says, I don't, I don't understand why everybody's bringing up accessibility in, uh, in games like this when every year Nintendo creates a new motion-based, you know, a dongle that literally prevents me from playing the game. Yeah. And it was very interesting to kind of see his perspective on it. And um, yeah, it's it's weird because. There's one of the other big arguments going around is that it doesn't affect you. And that's true, technically. Um, if I play through a video game and you play through a video game and you play it on easy and I play it on normal, um, it technically doesn't affect me. But in specifically uh, the, the Soul series, um, there is the social aspect of the, of the game. And I and I hate to sound like some of the gatekeeping assholes, but when when you describe the fact that you beat a boss in a in a game with no difficulty settings, that means we're all on the same page and we understood we understand the struggle that 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 came with that boss fight. And one of the big things about the Souls games is that conversation is swapping stories, talking about what bosses kicked your ass, about what bosses didn't, and then you can be like, huh. Well, I didn't have trouble with that one. And it was just like, oh, well, and, you know, vice versa. And I do feel like that is that is a part of the experience and a part of the zeitgeist of a Souls game release. Um, and so I do think in this weird case, it would actually uh, lower my experience of the game. Not by much. Like, I wouldn't be too ass-pained about it if... Uh, if um, if it did end up happening, but it, it would it would diminish my my enjoyment of the game just just very slightly. But something that needs to be said 
is that I do not feel this way about the vast majority of games. If every game was a Souls game, I feel like the industry would be demonstrably worse. We need the vast majority of games to be accessible. And I fucking love... Like, yeah, literally the last podcast we were we were on talking about Celeste and um, th- we talked about the accessibility options on that game. And I was like, fuck, yeah, like the more like you can play, like, I want as many options as possible. Like, I want you to be able to take a game and like fucking edit the values like <laughs> and any like make it easier for yourself, make it harder for yourself in various different ways. Like, I really love when games let you play with that sort of stuff. Um but it it does also i i was looking more into the whole accessibility aspect of it and cuz at first i was going <laughs> to be ready to praise microsoft i don't know if you remember the whole control initiative that they did mm-hmm. um so i was getting ready to praise them but as i did more research apparently lots of uh disabled people were kind of against it just because of how insane the prices were <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's actually extremely exclusionary and the fact that and i i don't know it's it's i don't know how to feel about it because it's like i would imagine you know these very specific controllers being expensive like makes sense but at the same time it's like it doesn't actually do its job because (laughs) most disabled people can't afford to buy these hundreds of dollar attachments just to be able to enjoy like a specific game and so it it just kind of goes back to this shit's complicated. Um, we need, we we definitely need more accessibility options, and uh, and I think if the majority of games kind of allow you to edit, almost edit everything, <laughs> um, that would probably be a more demonstrable good for the world than if every game was like Dark Souls. But I do also think that games like Dark Souls have their place, and and that mutual masochism that we can all kind of jump into and get our asses kicked together i do i I really do think that there's value there Um. yeah i i don't think they have to be mutually exclusive i think like the audience for literally video games is big enough that everyone can coexist like no matter what side of the camp you're on like, I just don't get why we gotta be so, so bitchy Mad? about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then again, that, that... like, I'm oh, I'm gonna go out on a, is everyone dying over there? No, I think something just fell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that you and I are a lot better at expressing our thoughts and feelings than a lot of other people on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always so weird that, like, I guess it's just the nature of the internet, but it's just weird how how everything is just like partisan, bipartisan. Everything is just like us versus them. We can turn anything into an us versus them thing, and it's just like it's just not things. Most things in life require nuance. It's crazy how everything in your life is like has like nuance to it, and then the second you go on the internet, it's just like simple. Everything treats everything like it's fucking simple. Like, it's... Shit ain't that... Shit ain't that easy, you know? I understand life's hard. We all have to deal with our bullshit. But I really don't understand why. And I hate to sound like one of the dumbass fucking centrists. 
but <laughs> I think in this case it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I could get political. Maybe I'll cut this part out. But the problem with <laughs> with centrists, at least in America, is that they're not actually centrists. They're just like they're just like right wing idiots who don't actually know anything. Oh yeah. And, and no, America you don't have to cut just, this part out. <laughs> and, Amer- and America is just so far to the right in general that our the people who claim to be centrists are just like conservatives. Yeah. But it also the, it, it also assumes that like both sides are equal. You yeah. can't you can't say that like yeah I think genocide is on the same <laughs> level as like gays should get married. Yeah. They're not morally equal points to make. <laughs> Yeah, may- maybe in Europe because Europe is generally a lot more left than than America. Maybe in Europe, being a centrist is is less of a bad thing. But in America, obviously, it depends on where you go. Cause yeah, it like, depends depends on the country. Being a dep- centrist on in London in right now, not great. Being a yeah, centrist in Poland right now, for some <laughs> fucking reason, Poland, not great. <laughs> um, okay, but you know, everywhere else, kind of okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, because there, there, there is this, you know, the yin and yang, you know, philosophy, or like idea where it's like you have to have a, you know, a balance in all things, but <laughs> the centrists in America are not, or rather, the politics in America are not balanced. It is a hundred percent swung to the right. Mm-hmm. The far, our fucking, our the fucking most progressive, you know, presidential candidate is like probably like considered like center left in in some parts of europe so it's just like we are you know we are very far from from where i think we need to go at least yeah i, I won't say where we should go where i think we should go i'll agree <laughs> um but yeah no i, I honestly feel like that kind of leaks into everything it's like with this whole easy mode thing it ended up becoming like a if you're one of them if you're one of them uh right wingers you should you should um be for secular is hard mode and if you're if you're a lefty you should you should be for accessibility I, like it, it honestly kind of felt like going that way which is why i was very i was a little bit uncomfortable like um a little bit uncomfortable like being pro difficulty in this case because if there's anything I don't want to do is be on the side of like those gatekeeping assholes, but um, it's yeah, it's just the internet's dumb, man. Yeah, I agree. It's, it was a mistake. Let's let's just go back. <laughs> Get going. I'm I'm legitimately like contemplating starting up a pen pal group. <laughs> I Everything did it with a couple so people, much... and they never, they never sent me a letter back. If you're listening to this, <laughs> I know you might be. I still love you. I just was looking forward to a letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy how few people I hate in real life, and how many like thousands I hate online. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's like well, customer service. I hate everyone that comes yeah, okay, in. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> the, I that, interact that, with that. more people in real life than I do on the internet. Yeah. That's actually a great point. But, like, how many individuals I hate? People who I actually know. I, I hate so few people I actually know. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And I hate so many thousands on the internet. It's Yes. 
it's crazy how that works out. But um, yeah, that was the <laughs> the Sekiro discussion that kind of that kind of tur- turned to like kinda... one a p a soapbox on like they don't have to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's fine. <laughs> I think yeah. I think we just showed how a debate should be done. <laughs> just like yeah, okay, I'll agree. It was. It wasn't really a debate. It was just kind of eh. conversation. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Surprisingly painless. Hey, yeah. internet, <laughs> give it a try. <laughs> Pretty good. Feels good. Yeah, feels nice. Although, if there were going to be more people on this podcast, I would have had a five-paragraph essay with citations. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like hmm. I can I can really say my piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I'm back. And Edit that last part out, Greg. <laughs> now nah, I'm just going to leave it in. Oh, okay. that, jo- that joke was silence and then the- i'm back edit that part out <laughs> <laughs> the joke wouldn't land if it if there was no silence so we have to leave it in sorry I don't oh the rules. i i yell at myself all the time during this bitch of an earth i <laughs> <laughs> julian does it too <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um yeah, that's all I really got planned. Um, okay, so cool. So we're going to wrap it up. Wow, if a short episode? In- mm-hmm. We got 40 minutes. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I, that's longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh. So if you enjoyed, you know, this conversation, you can find more of the shit we do at thelifecast.net. We got a bunch of other types of podcasts and stuff where we talk and discuss things, generally with more people but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry getting back into the swing of things next episode i'll be way more composed you weren't bad i couldn't yeah. tell <laughs> don't worry i can well of course you can <laughs> but if you didn't say anything oh, yeah. i wouldn't have even guessed mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, a lot of shit happening. Did my taxes. Oh, I did too. I did my taxes in like March. <laughs> I yeah. think the weekend we recorded the last podcast. I did it my was, taxes. It was pretty funny. So I was trying to file my taxes for like a clean week and a half. And it kept getting rejected. And I was struggling to figure out why. Apparently my taxes never went through for the year before. Oh. And I had no clue. Because I'm a fucking idiot. How how and did so, you miss it? Did they like tell you? Maybe they told me and I had no clue. Okay. Um, I didn't get the message. All I know is that the entire time I was entering my income from last year and it was telling me that the number was wrong even though I got it from like three sources. And then so I go to the IRS and I'm just like, yo, what's up? And he's just like, yeah, you never filed these taxes last year. And I was like, oh. But, uh, huh. And so, I'm an idiot. Have a good night. Oh, that's it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. I put zero. I put zero on my taxes, and I went through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Pretty rough. I mean, uh, there are so many like things that that if you haven't watched the Adam ruins everything episode on taxes, do it because you'll get so mad. Like, even even when Amber is like, oh yeah, they just send us, like, a confirmation and the government does all our taxes. And, ev- like, everything just matches up. And I'm like, what? And then I realize, the government has all our information anyway. Mm-hmm. The IRS, li- he literally gave me a copy of my income. And I'm like, bitch, why don't you do it? Yeah. Like, you could just <laughs> say, yep, that's it. Like, we took too much. Here's your refund. Or we took, like, better yet, we took just enough, your taxes are done, have a nice life. (laughs) Yeah, how is it that we're always getting refunds? I feel like... It's because because of the, the, like, certain way that you fill out the form when you're getting hired. If you don't claim any dependents or anything, they take more than they're, like, more than they would if you had, like, kids or, like, were taking care of, I don't know, an elderly parent or something. If so, like, if people are depending on you, they think like, "Oh, you need more money, paycheck to paycheck." Here's, you know, well, we won't take that out to like fund the government, which oh, okay. I don't want any of my money funding this government. It sucks. <laughs> we need a whole new thing. Like, can we just start in Massachusetts? Can we just not privatize the tea anymore? Like, it was literally the worst decision that was collectively made (laughs) because nothing gets done anymore and they're raising prices for what for the same or worse quality of service i actually didn't even know it was privatized yeah they privatized it like right before that huge snowstorm we had in like 20 i want to say 2015 because everyone was like oh yeah they privatized the tea and now it doesn't fucking work and you know what it didn't fucking work. There was snow on the tracks. <laughs> and they couldn't, like... Like, they had solutions for that in the past. And then when they privatized it that winter, nothing happened. I'm just, yeah, it's I was crazy. saying... It's was crazy. Saying. When money has to go into profits, less gets done. Yeah. It's crazy. It's nuts. Um, anyway... That's how I became a social anarchist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on the sock dem side, but every day I'm just like, you know, those anarchists are probably right, but I just won't accept it until it's too late. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll get you there. I mean, it's not like there's no rules. You, there's a society that you gotta look out for. <laughs> there's actually, like, books and books of theory on it, but I haven't read any. Don't. If you want to email me about it, don't. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it to yourself. Yeah, no, there's, there's just, like, a bunch of people. That there's, <laughs> there's, like, a bunch of people, like, way more to the left than me who are just kind of, like, waiting for the revolution. And every day I'm just like, no, you guys are wrong. We'll fix things. <laughs> but then also every day I'm given evidence. So I'm like, no, nah, you're probably right. <laughs> but I won't accept it. God. I can't, I can't allow myself to accept it. 
Revolution sounds so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and what a great place to end. <laughs> Just like it's a See you next dream. week, folks. <laughs>